Bobby, thank you so much for being here today, part of the Men's Leadership Network mm -hmm. podcast, and I'm excited to have you, and uh, man, I just love your heart, love your life. So tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. Um, first, let me just say thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. And um, as you and I have talked before, I love the Men's Leadership Network mm -hmm. and the, the avenue that it creates for men to bring in other men to a uh, you know, a non-threatening or an easy environment mm -hmm. to be around other Christian men. So uh, thank Rolling Hills for that. Mm -hmm. And thank you for the opportunity to come talk. Mm. Um, this is good stuff. So, wow. Well, I appreciate you saying that because that's our heartbeat at Men's Leadership Network is that we can uh, engage men in, in all mm -hmm. aspects of life because nobody's right. really speaking to the issues that men deal right. with, you know. Right. And, and uh, I hope and pray that this is a, an avenue and a platform that men mm -hmm. can really be challenged and encouraged uh, and built to be the strong, right. godly men that he desires for us to be. Absolutely, absolutely. So my family, um, my wife, Tress, and I, mm -hmm. we've been married for a little over 14 years. Mm. And uh, we have two beautiful children. Uh, they're blessings. Uh, our daughter, Ellie, is 11, going into the sixth grade. Our son, Ty, is nine, going into the fourth grade. Mm. Um, Tressa is a counselor. She works mainly with uh, couples. Uh, in their relationship and their marriages. They, she's got her own practice here in Franklin. And I work for uh, community health systems here in, in Franklin. Mm. So That's great. Well, yeah. tell you, so you've been married 14 years, mm -hmm. two kids. Uh, talk to us about your career, kind of where that's taken you and kind okay. of where you are doing and what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, you know, started off in the construction industry right out mm -hmm. of college. <clears throat> and um, uh, at certain points, worked my way up. And so, uh, like I said, I worked for community health systems mm -hmm. in their design and construction department. So we've got hospitals, um, I think, in 25 or 26 states. And our team in, in our department help manage uh, the construction projects that are going on in all those hospitals. So it's, it's great work. It's a great company. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, we stay busy. Um, there's a little bit of travel involved, but... Uh, but I love my job. That's great. So, yeah. That's great. Well, it sounds like you've done well through the years, too, and that's been a blessing. And well, I've been, I've been able to work with, uh, you know, some, some good bosses and, and have some good mentors in my life that mm -hmm. took the time to pour into me. So mm -hmm. um, it's, it's paid off. Well, and you've seen the company grow. I think it's the largest employer in it Williamson is. County right that's now. Right. That's right. It's a great company. <laughs> yeah. It's a great company. That's great. Well, talk to us, Bobby, as we kind of address marriage today. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you mentioned, 14 years of marriage. And yet there kind of came a key moment, it sounds like, in your mm -hmm. marriage uh, that was a defining time. Talk to us about that, where you really, it was make or break. Yeah, that's right. That's wow. right. Um, so, uh, like I said, Tress and I have been married about 14 years. Um, around the five-year mark okay. uh, when we were married, um, we were going through uh, some rough spots of our own. We were dealing with some extended family drama. Um, and like you said, I got to this point, mm. uh, really this breaking point, mm. this point of desperation of, hey, I cannot live like this. Mm. We cannot live like this. And uh, I did not know what to do. Um, I was that guy <laughs> that had it all together, had all the answers, uh, showed no weakness. Um, and, and really inside, I was, I was being ripped apart. Mm. And so... I've got this marriage and these problems that I can't fix on my own. And so I, uh, fortunately, I had a friend at the mm -hmm. time that was mm -hmm. uh, going through uh, some rough spots in his marriage and was actually going through marriage counseling. So I pick up the phone, 
and I call this friend. Mm -hmm. This friend drops what he's doing, comes and picks me up. We drive around for an hour talking, and I was, that was really the first time I'd, I was really transparent with somebody and just saying, hey, these are my fears, and these are my struggles, and mm. this, is, this is what's tough, and this is what I, uh, you know, right now at this point in my life, this is what I hate about marriage and, mm. and all this stuff. And the funny thing was is he had a marriage counseling session later that day, took me to his marriage counselor and let me have his, his time slot. So wow. literally found my, myself in marriage counseling that day. And uh, this marriage counselor, uh, you know, started pulling some of this information out of me. I went back home, talked to Tressa. That afternoon, we went back to marriage counseling. Um, and in the weeks to follow, uh, worked with this counselor, and, um, and, and, and it changed the course of our marriage. And uh, so, you know, to be specific, it, it, was the, it was that time when I got to that breaking point to where I could pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, I, I'm at wit's end, um, I, I need help. And so that was, I, I looking back, that was the first time I truly invested in my marriage. Wow. Mm. And I think there's a lot of guys out there like that, Bobby. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I really do. I think as guys, you know, we're brought up to be kind of men's men, you know, and, right. and to do it ourselves, to fix it. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we're used to hunting or fishing or mm -hmm. something where we go out and we conquer and over sports and when it comes to marriage sometimes it's hard That's and right. uh and it when we can't fix it on our own mm -hmm. we don't know what to do and a lot of guys just bail or they mm -hmm. shut down mm -hmm. uh and for you to to have the um desire but also to take the initiative to call mm -hmm. your buddy uh that's a huge step and mm -hmm. i'm proud of you for that you thank know? you yeah. so I, I remember you were telling me that story, too, that you mentioned that your buddy said, either you can work on this now or this can, you can wrap this up as a oh, gift yeah. and pass it on to your children. Oh, absolutely, yeah. When we were, you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of those, he, he, he worded it as, hey, you're at this crossroads mm. in your life, and you can, you can either make the right decision and, and take the right steps to, to get things in line in, in your life, or you can continue to make the, the wrong decisions and, and you might as well take all those issues and all those problems that you're dealing with, put them in a box, wrap them up, put a bow on top of it and hand it to your children because wow. that's all you're gonna do is pass it on to your, mm. your kids. And when he, when he put it in those terms, it, it, was, it, was, it was a difficult process, but it was an easy decision mm -hmm. because you know, there's nothing that, that you wouldn't do for your kids. And so when you, when you, when you see the, when you look at it from the terms of a, a positive or negative impact on them, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an enlightening, enlightening thing to see. Wow. Yeah. That, uh, why do you think that it, counseling has such a stigma with guys? You yeah. know, I mean, you, you hear the word and you guys oh, are kind of yeah. like, ah, counseling. I mean, wh why do you think there's such a stigma there? Mm -hmm. and, and I was that guy. <laughs> I, I was that guy. Yeah. Um, that guy that uh, didn't need any help, mm. had all the answers, had it all together. Um, and, and again, my whole life up through, you know, being married for five years, uh, you know, folks that go to counseling, that's fine. But, but those are for, that's for, that's for weak people. Mm. That's for weak men that can't mm. suck it up. They can't have it all together. I think, you know, I think culture does that to us. You know, mm. like you said, um, we are raised to, uh, be tough. Mm -hmm. We're raised to have all the answers. We're raised to have it all together. Um, our society, 
You yeah. know, you look at social media. I mean, everybody's got it all together. Mm -hmm. um, and, and going to counseling uh, means that you don't have it all together. Um, and so th there's, there's that dynamic there that says, hey, if I admit something and I have to go to this person for help, then I don't have all the answers. And what I've learned is that if, if, if you're a per everybody needs counseling, yeah. by the way, <laughs> at some point. Um, but, you know, if you get to that, if you're, if you're that guy that's sitting there going, hey, I've got all the answers, I don't need counseling, then you're a lot like me and, and you probably need counseling the most. Mm -hmm. So, It's interesting, isn't it? Because for, you grew up playing sports, you mm -hmm. know, you've always been a, you a big you know, man's guy, done a lot of those things. And, and for us as guys, I grew up playing sports as well. And we'll, we know the importance of a coach, right? Mm -hmm. We know the importance oh. of having a somebody who's been along the road mm -hmm. further than we are, has that experience and that wisdom, and we know the importance of somebody pouring into us. And so we'll take the idea of a coach, but when it comes to counseling, it's like we, we revert back and go, no, but when we start to think about it, wait, man, somebody else has lived this. Somebody else has been oh, married yeah. longer. Somebody else has walked through these problems, these challenges, these difficulties. I need that in my life. Right, right. What I've learned is, and what I've seen yeah. is that um, you're exactly right. We're, we're as men... Um, you know, sometimes we, we invest more time and effort and energy into our golf game than we do our marriage, you know? And, That's a good um, point. You know, and, and going to counseling is, is, is this, you're reaching out to this expert mm -hmm. to say, hey, get us on the right path. Mm. And, 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 you know, let me say this, you know, whatever problems you have or issues mm. you have, they can be conquered. Mm -hmm. You know, you can work through them. Um, you may need some help. You yeah. may need some encouragement, but you can work through them if you're willing to put in the time and effort. Yeah. So. Man, that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. Talk to me about this. You, you went to counseling, and something <coughs> you learned uh, was about emotional armor, mm -hmm. and it was something that you realized that you were putting on every day. Right. So talk to us about that whole idea of emotional armor. Okay. Yeah. So what I learned about myself and mm -hmm. what I learned about most men is that, or, or, or anybody for that matter, uh, but I'll use men as, as yeah. this discussion, you, you wake up in the morning and there's a level of protection that you put on yourself from an emotional standpoint. And so it's, it's, it's like a, a, a suit of armor that you put on um, that to go out into the real world. Uh, the world's tough, mm -hmm. as you know. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's tough, it's oh, ugly. Yeah. It's, you know, if you're not prepared for it or if you're not armored up, it'll, it'll, it'll eat you up pretty quickly. Yeah. And so... Uh, we have to put on this level of emotional armor to perform at certain levels. Um, and, and that, you know, that comes from, um, you know, that comes from everything from sports mm -hmm. to uh, past emotional scars that we have. Mm. Um, but we, we put this emotional armor on to perform. The problem is that we forget to take it off when we get home. Mm. And so, um, and we'll, you know, we can talk about this in a little bit, but, you know, are most women they want emotional intimacy mm -hmm. well if you have if you've got this emotional armor on uh there is no way that you're uh, available for emotional intimacy uh your wife comes in for emotional connection and she just bounces off this armor because we haven't we haven't taken it off and and f for me and i think for most guys that i talk to about this is that we get so comfortable in our emotional armor or we get so used to it that um, that we don't ever take it off, yeah. you know, and you know, and I'll add this, you know, one level of my emotional armor was um, that, you know, for the first five years of our marriage, I really kept Tressa at arm's length, mm. and 
uh, and that was out of fear that if she knew the real me, mm. she, wouldn't, she wouldn't like that and she would leave. And of course, her leaving would hurt me. And so, um, you know, the, the, that emotional armor, yes, it, it, it offers a, a, a level of protection, but what I've learned is it, it limits our relationships. Mm. It limits the depths of our relationships. And when it comes to spouses, I mean, it, it really robs them of the full potential of, your, of, of the marriage. So. Wow. That's a, that is a huge insight. You know, mm. I mean, even when you were talking about that before, it, it hit me that uh, all of us do that. You know, we get up in the morning, we put this on, and, and you have to, especially in work and in business and all the things you, mm-hmm. you go in and you're, you're guarded, you, you know you got a game plan and you've done really well at your job, you've succeeded and, and there's been times that you mm-hmm. have to, you know, know when to take criticism and know when to say, okay, I got to push past that. That's right. But yet you don't take it off at home, you right. know? And, right. and I think that is so important to be able to walk in the door and to be real with mm-hmm. your wife, with your kids. That's right. Um, and be emotionally present. That's right. And, uh, Man, I th- that's a great insight. And yeah, it makes a world of difference too. It does, and 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 you know, there, there's also you know, there's there's elements from both sides. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing for wives, uh, they have to they have to create a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and Sean T. Feldhahn, she spoke here yeah. last year. She's she's written several books, but um, you know, one book uh, for for men only mm-hmm. that she wrote. Uh, she talks about how we're all inside we may be big and tough and have it all together on the outside but but inside we're scared little boys <laughs> and our wives they they've got to create that environment a safe environment for us to take that emotional armor off and to be real and to be vulnerable and to talk about our fears and our struggles and and our dreams um and so you know there's elements that come from 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 both the the husband and the wife there yeah well talk about how that emotional intimacy impacts physical intimacy because yeah. as yeah. guys we're all about the physical intimacy that's, that's right know? that's right that's right exactly <laughs> that's right um they i don't think in, in a in a in a in a good marriage one cannot exist without the other mm. and so again sean t mitchens in her book and she does a a lot of research about this um she talks about <clears throat> how most women not all but mm-hmm. most women uh are, are in, in real need of emotional intimacy. And they need the emotional intimacy so they can go to physical intimacy, mm. all right? Men are just the opposite, okay? We need physical intimacy to, to go to emotional intimacy. And so in my mind, and in, in the way that, that Tressa talks about it a lot, is it's a cycle. Mm. It really is. And so um, if you're not emotionally available for your wife, she's not going to be, um, you know, physically available for you, which then makes you angry or frustrated, um, both. And then you're not going to be emotionally available for her, and then she's not going to be physically available for you. And it's just this bad cycle. And But you know what? If if you can be emotionally available for her, then she'll want to be physically available for you. And then you be emotionally, and and then you get the cycle going the right way. Um, it, it, when you think about it in those terms, it's, it's, it's really an easy, easy calculation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I, tell me about, you were, uh, talking with some of the guys, you all are out in a work project, I think in Oregon, and you were trying to explain this to some of the guys oh, who work with you. Yes, and. yes, yes. So, you know, when I, when I get into something, I, I, I talk a lot about it and, um, 
you know, I was, we, were, we were in a business meeting, and, and, and some of this is, uh, you know, about, you know, understanding your wife and understanding that, that need for emotional intimacy. And, uh, and so we're in the middle of this, of this business meeting, and everybody's talking about a project in a building. And, and I just say, hey, you know, how's your marriage? Asking these guys how their marriage is, how's their relationship with their kids? And, and uh, they're kind of looking at me a little weird. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, are you, are you pouring into your marriage? Are you, are you emotionally available for your wife? Because, you know, my wife's kind of upset that I'm all the way across the country and I'm not there for, you know, three days. And uh, we get, the, you know, get some good going back and forth. And uh, at, at some point, I just, I, I, I just tell everybody, hey, take your phones out um, and, and text your wife and just say, hey, babe, thinking about you and I love you. And you're going to thank me when you get home because you're going to be, you know, you're going you're gonna to be emotionally intimate with your wife now, and she'll be physically intimate with you when you, when you get home. So just trust me. That's know. great. Yeah. You know, but I, what I love about that is you're helping other guys in their marriage, you know? I mean, just like you're doing with us, talking here at Men's Leadership Network, but, you know, in our jobs, in our roles is in the business community or wherever we are, wherever we have an opportunity to pour to other guys oh, as well. Yeah. And, and I think so often we think it's just my marriage and I'm fighting, you know, this battle or I'm trying to make this great, but it impacts other people, you know? Oh, yeah. And when things are good at home, it's going to impact their job performance. It's going to impact their attitude. It's going to impact everything. It's, it's so key. It's yeah. so key. It's, you know, a man, I, I, will, I will say this, and, and, and Sean T speaks to this a little bit, but a man, in my opinion, is at his best mm. when when he has a a a queen mm. to take care of, but also a cheerleader to cheer him on, mm. and, and that person is his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is no better feeling than knowing that your wife believes in you and and, and is confident in you. And you can go out and, and accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Talk about how do you? I love this this phrase that you used before, but learn your wife, mm-hmm. you know, how can you do that? Yep. You know, you think, well, you were married five years and you dated before that, or, you know, right. you've been married 14, but how do you learn your wife? Right. So I came across this quote out of a book uh, by Josh Turner, the country music singer. Uh-huh. Uh, he wrote a book called, called Man Stuff. And he, his quote was, um, men don't claim to love your wife if you're not willing to learn her. And when I read that quote, that just spoke to me. I was like, mm. man, that's, it's pretty powerful stuff. It's a simple statement, but it's pretty powerful stuff. And, um, and so the, uh, the, it was Ephesians 5.25, I believe, that that chapter that he, in his book that he wrote about. Um, and, he, and he just talked about how, you know, in my case, I, hey, we dated, got married. That's it. Yeah. You know, marriage just happens. Yeah. And what Josh talks about is, hey, you've got to learn your wife. You've got to learn not only her love language, but, but you know, what she likes, what she doesn't like. He, he specifically says that his wife likes, you know, short uh, handwritten notes just left around. And when they first got married, he wasn't very good at that. But it was baby steps, and, and it was almost like he, you know, you fake it till you make it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he just kept writing those small letters and being intentional about it. And... He uh, and and now he says, "Hey, I'm pretty good at writing letters." You know, mm. for 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 Tress and I, it's it's you know getting up and fixing a pot of coffee and sitting on the couch and talking. And um, you know, our first five years of marriage, Tressa would want to talk, 
She'd ask me how I'm feeling. What does that even mean? You know, like I don't, I don't talk. I don't feel, you know. And, and so, but I went through this process of fake it till you make it. And, and the crazy thing is, is I look forward to those Saturday and Sunday mornings yeah. on the couch, drinking coffee, talking about our dreams and where our life is and where it's going and our relationship. It's just true, you know, connection. Yeah. So it's great. Well, and that takes sacrifice too, because you get up before the kids you spend that time, you know, you put the energy in, you know, then you guys make it to church. Or we, but, but you take sacrifice to do that, but the returns are incredible because, you know, you, you have a growing marriage. You look forward to it now. You want to be with oh, your abso- wife. Yeah, you know? ab- absolutely. You know, th- there's, there's two questions. Um, there's two questions that, that most uh, women have. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them is, and, and, and Shanti talks about this in her book, is, that um, do you still love me, hmm. and and would you choose me all over again? Wow. So most women are asking themselves that in their head several, several, several times a day, and so you know, uh, uh, you know, to simplify it for guys, uh, a good way to learn your wife is how can I answer those two questions as many times as I can during a day for my wife? Wow, and so it's. Uh, again, it's, it's, do you still love me, and would you choose me all over again? And there's obviously numerous ways that yeah. you can answer those questions, but to, to, to break it down and keep it simple, try to answer those two questions, and you'll be fine. Wow, that's great. That's great advice for all of us, you know. I mean, hey, tell your wife, you know, go home, like you were saying, or take up your phone right now and push pause and text right now. I say I would choose you all over again. That's, that's right. That's, that's, that's incredible. Right. So. You know, it took Lisa and I, my wife, a while for me to learn her love language, and I think that was a huge breakthrough for us. We would go out every night, do a bunch of things with a bunch of people, and then she said, well, we never spend time together. And I'm like, what do you mean? We're with all these people. Yeah. And what I heard finally is her saying, my love language is quality time. I want That's time right. with just you. Wow, yes. And that was a breakthrough moment mm-hmm. for us in our marriage. So yeah. our, uh, you're you're definitely right when you talk yeah. about this. So. What, what advice would you give to guys who are struggling in their marriage? Maybe they're at that five-year mark. Maybe they're mm-hmm. at that seven-year itch. Maybe they're at that 14. Or, and they're struggling. Maybe it's like where you were. But what advice would you give to guys? Yeah. Um, the advice that I would give to guys that are struggling in their marriage, and I know there's a lot of guys out there that are. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it's, you, you have to find somebody to, to, to talk to about, okay? Um, you know, you can you can read the books, you can you can jump into counseling, but but all that um, it, th- those are tough steps. Mm-hmm. Find somebody that's that's been down that road, mm-hmm. or or find somebody that's got a great marriage, or call me. <laughs> I would love to take you to lunch and just talk because I know I from life experiences that that is the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, if, if you've got a problem, the two most important steps are to start and to finish. Mm. And so you, you've got to start. And so pick up the phone and, and call somebody and just, hey, say, hey, let's go to lunch and just open up and mm-hmm. be real. And, and it takes baby steps. Mm. But um, that's, that's the advice that I would give to somebody that's struggling in their marriage. Mm. Bobby, that's, that's awesome. That's great. That, I mean, just make yourself available. But, you know, yeah, talking with somebody instead of holding it in as guys mm-hmm. who just want to hold it in. You know, there's that right. fight or flight, and we don't want to fight with our wife. And so what do we do? We, we just emotionally remove ourselves from the marriage right. and, you know, that flight part. 
but for us to open up and mm-hmm. be real with another guy, with a friend, somebody oh, that's church, right. somebody let just have a conversation, you know. Yeah. And then those next steps of, of you know, reading books and learning your wife and going to counseling. Um, what would you say to somebody who is in a good marriage, mm-hmm. but how do they make it great? You know, I would say you're you're at a point where you have a great marriage now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't always like that. No. But no. you went from you know, being mayday, make it or break it, to now it's thriving, mm-hmm. you right, know, not right. just surviving, but thriving. Yes, I, I, I would, yes, I have, I have a great marriage, and, and I want every man out there yeah. to have a great marriage. Yeah. I, I'm passionate about it mm. because I know that it can happen. Yeah. I, I've lived it. And so, um, you know, the, 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 the common element for, uh, for great couples mm-hmm is not that everything's perfect. It, it's not that they don't fight. It's not that they don't disagree. It's not that they don't argue or, or get their feelings hurt. It, it's, it's the ability to recover. Mm. And so if you look at a man and a woman in a relationship and you're on this trajectory of relationship, uh, th- this couple, you're either, you're either growing closer together or you're growing farther apart. Mm-hmm. There, there is no, there's no static, right? Mm. And if you think you're just cruising along, truth is, is you're growing farther apart. And so the, 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 the great couples have the ability to recognize, hey, something's not right. Well, did I say something hurtful or you apologize? Because, hey, with Tress and I, it can ta- it's just a comment or a tone in my voice or a sigh or something that can get us off track and growing apart from each other. But, but, in, but, it, but the, at the same time, it, it's, a, it's an apology or an I love you or, or something like that that can get us growing back, into, back together. So, I, w- I would say to go from good to great is, hey, it's not going to be perfect. You're still going to argue, but how do we get past those arguments? Instead of taking four days or three days or two days oh, to, to get past them, let's get over it in an hour. Let's get over it in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we recover and get back on track, get in sync again? Mm, that's, so. that's, that's really good. Yeah, it yeah. reminds me of, obviously, I'll bring everything back to Scripture, but, you know, do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in our marriage, we... There's times we have disagreements, right? But to say we're going to deal with this before the sun goes down, we're, right. you know, we're not going to That's bed right. and letting sleep on this and yeah. let it fester mm-hmm. inside. Uh, right. And and I think that's I think that's wise, you mm-hmm. know. I think that's huge. I love what you hit on earlier too, because I think for guys a lot of times it's marriage is almost a check mark, right? You know, I mean, I I graduate from college and then uh, I get a job, check, and then I get married, check. And now you, I'm moving on to career, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm building this career, and the wife's going, what about me? You know, right. you're like, well, I got you. you right. know? But, right. but you, you never stop growing in your marriage. And I love that, that image of that you're either, if you're, you think you're moving parallel, you're really not. You're moving further apart. Moving further apart. That's and, right. you know, growing together and That's not right. just saying, well, we're already married. No, it's, it's a daily work. It's a daily process. Oh, it is. That. It's a daily process. You know, you know, one thing back to learning your wife yeah. is um, – is, is, is having the ability or learning, everybody's got the ability, but learning to, to view a situation mm. uh, through her eyes. And so um, what we might do is get up in the morning. Of course, we're going to put on our emotional armor. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to work. We're going to pour everything into our work because, you know what, that creates a better life for our wife and kids. Very honorable thing to do. Mm. I get it, okay? Love my family. I know men love their family. Very honorable thing to do to, to pour your heart and soul into your work to provide for this, this better life. Um, but if you looked at that situation through the wife's eyes, she may say, well, when he goes to work, I never hear from him. 
So he must love his job. He must love his career more than he loves me because I don't hear from him. And so even, wow. even with the best intentions of, of maintaining that job and maintaining that career, um, you, you got you to gotta call a time out and reach out to your wife and say, hey, you know, tough day or uh, rough time at the office, but thinking about you or, you know, how are you doing? Um, meeting for lunch, things like that. Just understanding that, hey, she may not be seeing the situation like you see it. Mm. So That's so good. Yeah. I think it comes back to that, what I'm hearing you say, is, is being intentional. Absolutely. Right? You know, it's, it's, it's scheduling lunch dates. It's scheduling, you know, nights out. It's scheduling time on the couch with coffee. That's right. and That's just right. to listen. Absolutely. You know, and, and guys, we're always thinking about, Where's this going to lead to? But it's, right. it's, it's, I want to know her. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to share life together. I Absolutely. want us to be the best couple that, you know, God wants us to be. Uh, and being intentional mm-hmm. in that is, is, is huge. That's right. So, you know, we'll be intentional with our jobs. We'll be intentional with a project mm-hmm. or we'll be intentional with our golf game, you know. Right. Uh, but we'll be intentional with our marriage. Right. So. Right. Hey, give us two takeaways, two things that as you, have worked on your marriage, if you studied this, give us two takeaways for, for all guys, for yep. me, all of us out there in our marriage. Give us two takeaways. I think um, takeaway number one, I would just want to encourage guys to look in the mirror. Mm. Look in the mirror with the, in, with the intention of saying, okay, what can I do to get this relationship where it needs to be? Wow. What can I do to fix this problem? Um, all too often, and, and, and I am in this category, is... Um, all these other folks need to straighten up to get this situation on track, right? The, the, the one thing that you are in full control of is to look in the mirror and say, hey, um, what can I do? Mm. So look in the mirror is number one. Number two is go all in. You know, so I, I coach Little League Baseball with my son, and, and I tell these boys, I say, guys, when it comes to baseball, there's, there's, there's one way to play it, okay? That's all in, wide open, no fear. <laughs> And that really applies to marriage, you know? And it's not that you're going to wake up tomorrow and make that decision. It's baby steps. Mm. Like we talked about marriage counseling. It may take you meeting with somebody to get you on track, mm. but have the goal of, of, of being all in. Mm-hmm. And it's so rewarding, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to be able to be vulnerable with, with your wife and, and, to, and to have that support, you know, that cheerleader that's cheering you on. So, Man, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. I would encourage too, just along with that, is being around other couples who are doing it right and well. That's right. And I think sometimes we we kind of fall into that track if things are tough and we find ourselves around couples who are struggling and you know mm-hmm. guys are talking about their wives and not a good light or good sense and and you're going whoa wait a minute you know you got to be around yeah. people who are going to help you be better and help your marriage be better too. You know that's right. That's you know uh, one thing that one thing that that we've learned. Uh, through this journey mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, one, one obvious sign that, that folks have a good marriage is, is when you hear spouses compliment the other spouse mm. in front of people. And, uh, but on the flip side, you can quickly tell uh, when a marriage is not good, when, uh, when a, a wife or a husband is putting down their spouse, especially in front of folks. Mm-hmm. And so um, I challenge every man out there, next time you're in a crowd, compliment your wife in front of, in front of folks. And that is 
powerful stuff. That's good. So. Wow. Man, that, that's good. Yeah. Hey, what do you want your legacy to be? That's a great question. <laughs> I love that question every, every week, you know. Um, but I want my legacy to be that, that, that I was passionate about my family mm. and that I love my family. Um, there are a lot of important things in this world. Um, but I want people to know me and to remember me as a, as a man that passionately pursued his family, that loved his family, um, and, and it was easy to tell that through the life that he lived. Wow. So. That's strong. That's yeah. strong. Bobby, thanks so much. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm telling you, God, God spoke through you to me, and, and yeah. I pray to all the guys who are listening, and uh, I do pray that we'd be men after God's heart and that we would be godly husbands and fathers. Absolutely. And, and uh, we would love our family like you talked about. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let me pray for us right Absolutely. Now. Oh, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Bobby. Thank you for his marriage. Thank you for the husband that he is, the, the dad that he is. I thank you, Father, even for that break point that came five years ago. And yet, God, he, when he came to that crossroads, he chose to follow you, and he chose to put his wife uh, as a priority in their marriage. And, and I just thank you, God, for that pivotal time because his life could look totally different. And I pray for every man out there watching right now. I pray that you give them the courage um, to be the husband, um, to be the father. I pray that if it's counseling, God, or if it's just confessing or talking to a, a friend or, or, or somebody else, God, if it's getting back into church, whatever it is, Father, I pray that they would take a step, and they would take a step toward you and a step toward a healthy, growing, godly marriage. And so, Father, we need you, and we thank you that you're with us. We thank you that you want us to have a great marriage, and we thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.